0: terrorize the world. Everyone, i'm brian
1: and i'm nick and you're listening to the podcast from the black lagoon today we're going to be talking about friday the 13th part four the final
0: the chapter Final chapter very cool um i liked it i liked it a lot and I, I didn't expect to i mean you know going into this whole uh series that we're doing on the franchise i've been lukewarm about a lot of them pretty much all of them but um the first one stood out, you know. The the third one was fun. This one though really feels different. It feels markedly new. Like they're they're playing with new uh a new atmosphere, even a new Jason. It, everything feels a bit different. I feel like they learned a lot from maybe even the Halloween franchise. I don't know if that's like heresy to say to the community who loves Friday the 13th, but the killer feels heavy-hitting and there's suspense in this one and there's even some wholesome characters in it. It's not just um teen partying sandbox kills like it is not it doesn't feel as open and um, linear it's a it's more of a narrative and I like that and I, I think that I don't know man this one was fun we'll, we'll talk about some of the cool character arcs later on especially near the end um, because I, I I really kind of realized that they were trying to end a franchise here and that's what was so cool watching this because I was trying to watch it like there weren't 100 other Friday the 13th after this one pretending this was in fact the last one and that that was a cool feeling yeah. uh, they pretty masterfully punctuated this even though you know they would go on to make more but i liked it this this is my second favorite one out of the four that we've watched so far and i I'm, I'm i'm happy to say that
1: so this is my all-time favorite out of the franchise i love this one so much From the set to Jason. In this one, Jason gives no fucks anymore. He's just brutal to the core. Um, A lot of these kills are amazing thanks to Tom Savini as he makes his return. Since he worked on the first one and then he didn't return for two or three. But he makes his return in this one because he wanted to help kill jason off which we'll talk about later and he just does such an amazing job so yeah yeah. um let's go into a little bit of tidbits about how much this movie made so it approximately earned 11 million dollars on its opening weekend and grossed 32 million dollars in the u.s box office on a budget of 2.6 million, which is pretty good, a hefty amount. Really good. They did a really good job. Uh, Henry Manfredini reprises his role for the music, as always. No complaints there. I really liked uh, the final act. The music really picks up and makes everything seem more intense.
0: Did he score the third film? Yeah, he scored all of them. What happened in the third film? Did he do the intro sequence? <laughs> I don't know. That was hard to watch, man. That didn't hold up. That was worse than the three D yo yo in my book. <laughs> or the three D joint. All of the three D everything. They were. It was a running gimmick in that one. It was. It was. That was a fun movie. Yeah, one. but it 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 was fun. It, it was, was right, really you're fun. You're right. You're right. It was fun. It was new at the time, and I'm sure it was very cool. This didn't have any of that. This was very... This felt like a reserved, maturing slasher film. I thought it was really cool.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I'd like to point out that this movie takes place directly after the third movie. And Jason's fingernails are a long, lot longer.
0: They're thick, black, like, planks. They're, they're really horrific. Um. And I think we get the first glance at them in the hospital scene, which in my book did not bode well for the film. They were setting up a failure in that I did not like the hospital sequence. I thought the acting was bad. The characters were weird. It felt so strange to me. Um, and then they would jump into a to a more interesting cast. and But that whole little introduction felt very odd to me. And I was kind of worried about where the movie was heading.
1: Honestly, I had no problems with the the beginning intro of this movie i i liked i liked the cleanup directly after part three <laughs> you know that was pretty cool um i didn't mind the morgue scene at all i mean yeah axel is such a sleaze bag, and i always crave a sandwich when i watch that scene regardless that cool. of the disgusting necrophilia jokes or well they weren't jokes he was being serious that's the the most disturbing part of it
0: yeah that was that was very odd Uh, he also he rested the sandwich on the head of of, um jason before he took another big bite out of it that was interesting
1: it looked like a really good sandwich though i'd probably do the same if i was a mortician
0: you think you would
1: probably um but he gets a really cool death though
0: yeah yeah he does i i I like the idea of seeing jason at large in an unfamiliar setting that's cool to me it's kind of like what the the second film did where um, jason killed the final girl in her apartment that was the second one right i think it was that was cool it was like yeah way out of the way for him and it's neat to see him at work there so at the the hospital that was a cool idea the execution just felt weird to me I was wondering where the what trajectory that set for the movie ultimately it turned out fine and they used that to their advantage by saying like well the body disappeared where is this guy and um, they did a few unique things in this movie that I really liked so yeah we were following a gang of you know teens who are getting away and trying to have fun and just enjoy life we're also following a really wholesome family um just kind of navigating their everyday life like there wasn't really a big plot element there or anything yeah and then we follow some kind of like jason hunter guy you know
1: that is something i need to tell you about actually
0: yeah unpack that please uh
1: give me one second okay so his name is rob Deere. Or Dyer, however you pronounce it. And he is actually the brother of Sandra Dyer from part two. Okay. You remember Sandra? Huh. She was the yeah. double impalement victim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, he's basically hunting Jason because he wants revenge for his sister.
0: That's cool. I, I really like the idea of that. Um, all of that, like the, these little touches were, were so, um, it, it made the, the movie so much more than the past ones, which have really been easily reducible to just stabbing young people in a camp. Now it's like we have this element of the boy, the the family dynamic. We have this other mm-hmm. character who's hunting Jason somehow. And that seems like an impossible battle, but he seems up for it. We have the teenagers, and they're doing their thing. It just all falls together in a plot that works really well. It's filmed well. The acting gets pretty good near the end there. Um, I just really I feel like this movie feels like it has some passion and production value behind it that was lacking in the second one, and it's easily, it's easily my, my oh, second definitely. favorite out of the four that we've watched so far.
1: So you remember when we were recording for episode two – and i told you to uh
0: bear country
1: keep this one bear country yeah. yes thank you um so tommy thinks otherwise when when uh tommy's sister i'm, I'm sorry everybody i forgot her name uh she asks rob what she, what he's hunting and he says bear and then tommy gives this look of what you can't be hunting for bear. Well, why not? Why can't he be hunting for bear? Bas- it it, it kind of makes it out to be like this isn't bear country anymore or or something else.
0: What do you uh, think that is then?
1: Maybe a hunting license or his gun maybe because Tommy's really smart. He is. And he that rifle, that rifle cannot take out a bear whatsoever. You would need something
0: th- high-calibered. You think Tommy was being um, really insightful then, and he was kind of like, "You're not hunting bears. What are you really up to?"
1: Yeah, he's definitely uh, his character is definitely a smart kid. Uh, yeah,
0: he's a. Sp- they paint him as very competent. He- they they always show him fixing things and figuring things out.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a special effects maker. He makes masks, and cool. really fun fact that's actually Tom Savini's stuff they let
0: i had a feeling i had a feeling there was some heart behind that yeah. you know
1: um and do you know who do you know who plays uh tommy cory feldman cory feldman yeah
0: yeah i saw the eyes and i just knew yeah a little um that's cool cory feldman which funny is i only record this is not mean it's just true i only recognized miss cory feldman at the end after he went through his transformation <laughs> and shaped his <laughs> <laughs> that's really wait why do i know that guy <laughs> And I looked him up on IMDb, and then Corey Feldman, there he
1: is. (laughs) Oh
0: my god!
1: Yeah, and he's wearing really short shorts, and his stomach was kind of popping out, like he had a beer gut. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ, Uh, that's that's hilarious, actually. Um, so okay, yeah, we definitely get better actors, more character arcs in this. Uh compared to part 3, where part 3 was more focused on the gimmick of 3D instead of story yeah. and everything, which is which is fine, but part 4 really sets the bar and goes all out with the brutality, the kills, the the characters that we're going to be following, you know. To an early grave, right. uh, and you know, Crispin Glover, the dead fuck, just yes.
0: I I think all of that could have been taken out, man. <laughs> that whole that whole I didn't like any. I I didn't like when they introduced him. The character seemed like the weakest links. I don't know. I, I think I I, I, I I felt like the last holdout from the weaker parts of the franchise to me. And I, I like the eventual turnaround and kind of like the brotherly love the two guys shared that kind of redeemed itself and then broke apart and kinda of came back. Well, but I don't know, I just didn't think it was executed. Well if you kinda
1: well. think about it, it's kind of foreshadowing. You know, they're playing around, they're 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 joking around and stuff, or Teddy's being kind of mean about his sex life right. and everything. Oh, you're a dead fuck. Uh yeah, you're gonna be pretty soon in a few hours. So
0: I like that. Yeah, that that, that is kinda of cool
1: um and actually fun fact when teddy and he's smoking weed he's actually smoking weed he actually got high before his death scene and really yeah he admitted that it was a bad idea because that was like horrifying (laughs) you know uh (laughs) and yeah it's this movie is it's really fun i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the the story arcs and stuff and one thing that really bothers me is the banana girl scene, where the teenagers yeah, are driving by, and this fat chick
0: yeah, is
1: like, "I forgot about trying that. to get hitch a ride," and uh, then they just drive off, and she's like, "Fuck you!" and she just sits down and eats a banana. I thought that was the weirdest, out of place scene. In this I movie. entirely
0: forgot that. That that doesn't even have to be there. I wonder... It's
1: just there to rack up the body count, which right. I kind of... It was sort of a weaker kill, to be honest, especially with the banana coming out of her mouth, which kind of made me feel disgusted. Like, I don't even want to look at a banana right now. And I love <laughs> bananas, too, man. Thanks for ruining it, Part 4. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of a forgettable scene
0: yeah no it really is I um that's that's that was weird
1: So yeah, the Jarvises, you know they were a nice wholesome family and uh definitely
0: did we see what happened to the mom?
1: Uh, I was actually going to talk about that
0: I just realized I don't remember her dying. I remember her filling up a glass of water and drinking it and I thought, wow, I don't want her to die i don't normally get that in in one of these movies but i was i got this kind of holdout like huh i i really i don't want to watch that character die in a creative way i want the family to kind of stick together and that's something that the other friday the 13th films definitely didn't uh, succeed at because they weren't trying to make characters that you didn't want to die they wanted to make fun interesting characters who would entertain you until they died right but this movie really nailed the the emotional dynamic of it
1: so so tommy Jarvis's mom uh yeah, she actually dies, and we don't see it on screen. It shows her with a surprised face, and then it cuts to the next scene. Okay. Uh, and there was supposed to be an extra scene in the ending. This was like conceptualized, um, but it never got put in into film. It's the aftermath. Of, of what happens. You know Jason's dead. Uh, Tommy and his sister pass out on a couch downstairs. And uh, they're calling out for help. And then Tommy's sister goes upstairs. Goes to the bathroom. And sees her mom dead in a tub. And there's this real emotional scene. With her crying and stuff. And then... All of a sudden, you see dead Jason behind her with a machete about to swing, and then the dead mother comes to life, What? <laughs> and uh, and it was like a dream sequence.
0: I'm glad they stopped the uh, dream sequences. To me, they were not very good, and at least in the last two, it felt kind of funny to me to to always kind of go through that. I'm glad this one just kind of ended, you know? I don't want to see the mom save the day and then have the saved daughter wake up in the hospital bed and wonder if it ever even happened. I don't like, let's just end the film, you know, and kind of stick with it. So I I like what they did at the end. Um, Yeah. Better, much better than that. Uh, Yeah,
1: I did too. I just, I just don't, I don't like the fact that their mom is just dead and you never see her again
0: yeah i would definitely I would like
1: to see a little aftermath yeah some closure like that.
0: closure definitely would have been better um but she doesn't have to become the uh last minute hero you know
1: <laughs> jarvis no she doesn't become the hero she literally like like jason's mom comes out of the bath water and sort oh of, like, wait grabs her
0: the, the, i didn't even get that okay i completely misunderstood what you said the the Jarvis mom grabbed the daughter yeah. from the bathtub? Oh, I'm really glad they didn't do that.
1: Uh-huh. She comes. She becomes undead, no, basically. No, we can't do that. That's too much. Yeah. Jarvis sandwich.
0: <laughs> wholesome and
1: full of protein. Oh, boy. That was, really cute. That was the, a really cute they moment. They hugged Little the Jarvis sandwich. Yeah. I thought that was like... Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was very wholesome um which is why i like this i like this film there's you know teens partying across the road and there's this wholesome little family so which i have another thing to talk about let me go ahead and flip through these pages i'm flipping everywhere so i want to talk about a conversation that i had with a friend of mine um we were talking about Friday the 13th and we were talking about the rules of horror about how, you know, you don't do drugs you can't drink alcohol, can't have premarital sex and uh, how Jason doesn't kill kids well, she stumped me with, well, in well, in part four you know Jason tries to kill little Corey Feldman, and I was like, y- "You, wow, you stumped me. I, I don't know where to go with this." And then I watched the movie again, and it clicked. Yes. It clicked. The reason why Jason tries to kill little Corey Feldman is because he's a peeping tom. He's constantly watching the teenagers from across the street having sex, or they're skinny dipping. Which, that scene was fil- was shot separately. So, understandably, because Corey Feldman's a little kid, and he can't be women's naked bits and right, stuff. Right, right. Um, so, yeah. That's the so reason So, are you saying that he
0: kind of committed... Jason... So, it's like when, when people do... Um...
1: Yeah, it was a death penalty sentence. Okay, because
0: he was a peeping Tom, is the idea here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh... Hey, if you love what you've been hearing so far, please consider supporting Nick and I on Patreon. We put loads of work into all of the podcasts that we do, and we've created our own little network. So you can be one of our first supporters. Just go over to Patreon, to the Black Lagoon Network. That's patreon.com BLN. You can support all of our shows there.
1: So, I want to talk about kills and stuff. So, in part three, we talked about what our first favorite kill was. I want to kind of go backwards. What's your third favorite kill in this film? Mine would be... Oh, my God. (laughs) When... This is hilarious. Mine would be Rob's death, where he's narrating his own death. When he goes down in the basement to pick up what he dropped... And then Jason appears and grabs him and then takes a guarding tool and just repeatedly stabs him over and over again. And Rob is screaming, he's killing me. Oh, God, Ron, he's yeah. killing me. <laughs> so comical. Oh, my Lord.
0: Yeah. What, what I what I couldn't stand about that scene is how um, how long the daughter sat there and watched him die. Like it was like a, it was way, you know, there's always that in, in like scary movie and all these parody films. They'll do that where um, somebody's dying and being viciously attacked and then the bystander just watching slowly and screaming and reacting to the camera for like 30 seconds, not running away, not safeguarding their own life or somebody else, just staring. And then they both at the very end when it's most dangerous. That stuff takes me out of the movies. But it was it was very funny that he was like reading the, the Parts that are normally in parentheticals in the script, and then you die. He was yelling that out <laughs> like 30 times in a row. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I think her standing there kind of in like because she's fear like she's witnessing this murder and she's horrified because Jason appears out of nowhere in this film. He's got supernatural powers, baby. He's just appearing left and right and stuff and he runs pretty fast in this one too like geez louise so what would your third favorite kill be
0: yeah i I couldn't even honestly list three kills in this movie they were all great but i, I didn't i don't have them memorized on the first time viewing i can tell you what my um let's see i can probably i'm gonna think about my favorite one honestly it it's it was simple and brutal nothing crazy nothing it was just a good solid well-written and well-staged kill when um was it not uh who is the guy the one who went it's to get right the wine Cris- bottle
1: crispin glover
0: yeah man i like that that was cool where you got the corkscrew in the hand and they had a really brutal shot of um a cleaver or something going into the side of his head it was yeah good practical effects and it was really well staged oh, like yeah. um, in the last film there was a scene where um Jason squeezed the guy's head and his eye popped out and you could see the plastic of the face. It wasn't as it didn't sell it very well. This one they really integrated the the um the dummy head. They did a good snapshot and really made it look convincing. I thought it was really oh, yeah. that was a shocking little scene there.
1: That's that's Tom Savini for you, man. The Sultan of Gore. Yeah. Which <laughs> That that kill specifically is my second favorite kill on the list. It's hilarious that you even mentioned it. Uh, you know, I, I love that scene. You know, hey, Ted, hey, Ted, do you know where the corkscrew is? And Jason's like, right here, bitch, and just stabs him <laughs> right in the hand and then Cleaver in the face and his body shaking in pain. I thought that scene was so perfectly just... Yeah. directed and pulled off just ah yes 10 out of 10 would kill again so which leads off to my first favorite kill which would be jason's oh yeah his death scene
0: that was cool that was really cool
1: was so fucking awesome and you know how i was talking about how a lot tom savini it. how tom savini would only come back if he could help kill Jason. And he did such an amazing job, you know, with Tommy just coming in with that final yeah. chop to the head. Jason falls down to the floor. The handle lands on the floor and slices his head just nice and slow, like some thin cut salami. Some very ugly looking salami. <laughs> now that I think about it, who wants a Jarvis sandwich?
0: <laughs> I I want to talk about Tommy a bit. Yeah. The the ending when they zoomed in on his eyes and he had that kind of faraway glance. What did that mean to you? What what was that implying to you? It seemed ominous. Like it didn't seem they, like oh Tommy saved the day and now he's thinking. It looked more like Tommy saved the day and something is wrong. <laughs> this
1: is my least favorite thing about the series as a whole. They do a lot of, you know, dream sequences and stuff but in this uh they basically hint at tommy being the next killer jason's dead and tommy's now going to be the next killer because he's so psychologically so
0: is the idea he got this bloodlust from killing jason
1: I think it was a psychological damage, you know, witnessing all these bodies and just killing Jason off at a very young age, you know? Yeah. I thought that the head shaving scene was ridiculous. They were trying to pull off a part two where Ginny would put on the sweater and pretend that she was his mother. Well, Tommy would shave his head and... Pretend, you know, hey, remember when you were a kid? Remember, Jason. Remember all those, you know, fruit roll ups that you never ate? (laughs) Remember (laughs) swimming at camp?
0: Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. (laughs) You keep going with it.
1: Oh my God uh, so yeah, what were you gonna say?
0: so are we supposed to believe that Jason looked like that when he was younger
1: uh deformed yeah,
0: mm-hmm, like we know he was um have we seen him young we saw young Jason coming out of the pond mm-hmm. with all types of decay and muck on him, but i I didn't.
1: That was from the bottom of the lake. It, it so. was
0: weird that Tommy's. So. Yeah, I feel like Jason's gone through quite a lot of uh, different looks in a very short period of it's, time. It's kind of cool to see the new ones, but it's stylistic, it's I guess. It's a
1: teenage phase. He ages slowly. Well, physically, he <laughs> ages, but mentally, he ages slowly. So. You know. he's a He's a ruthless yeah. teenager now, and he's. That's got to be brutal it. and angsty. Like watch me crush this guy's skull against the the <laughs> shower tile. And, you know, yeah, it's just fucking crazy. I loved, I don't know. I, I just, I loved everything about this. I loved the, the dialogue. I loved the kills. They were well thought out and quick and brutal. I thought teddy bear the teddy bear line was kind of sweet and kind of ridiculous at the same time want to give teddy bear a kiss
0: i didn't like any of it man i didn't like any. <laughs> it i don't know it's, why i i don't know why i'm so it's cheesy. like put off by that character but everything about him it it felt he's a dick like stilted and weird to me he, i don't know i don't know he's a dick maybe that's part of it maybe i'm just like i don't he's know he's trying
1: to get laid and nothing's coming off, you know, well for him. And Crispin Glover's just like, why don't you, you know, type something up on that computer of yours, that little computer, you know, you, you're the dead fuck, which he, which he ended up being after smoking <laughs> a hell of a ton of weed. Yeah. And then watching silent porno. <laughs> you
0: know, that was also an odd choice. That whole sequence. That was I, kind know, of, I, I don't know. I think was that
1: would be something I would do if I was high and I found a reel of film and it ended up being softcore uh, silent porn. Just women dancing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it really
1: was. <laughs> um, mm. Oh the dog. Let's talk about the dog, Gordon. Such a cute little little shit. Uh when Trish, that's her name. That's the sister's name, Trish. Trish and Rob and Gordon Trish. go to the uh, the teen house and search for bodies like Scooby Doo and the gang and uh little gordon there knows what the fuck is up and he jumps out the window like dear lord yeah that like that must have <laughs> like that dog must have been freaked the fuck out like he knew what was up <laughs>
0: yeah i i saw that i i didn't know what to make of that i didn't know if they were trying to say jason threw him out of the window or what i i didn't you think you think he jumped out out yeah. of fear or he, he instinct was, or something was like that
1: whimpering and stuff that was just he like there was bad vibes going on throughout the that that whole place <laughs> maybe maybe gordon had maybe gordon smoked a little too much weed uh, yeah. you think yeah I'm, I'm having an anxiety attack man i'm jumping out this window the police are here Uh, okay. (laughs) Let's see. Did I talk about how weird Tommy shaving his head was? Yeah, I did.
0: Briefly, yeah, you did. It was
1: a weird scene. I didn't like that scene whatsoever.
0: It was. It was. It
1: was. It was just trying to be part.
0: So how else could they've? It did, it felt a lot like that. Do do you think he should have just come down the stairs of the machete and attacked Jason? How would that have unfolded otherwise? It it did it seemed like a stilted uh I don't know. It didn't fit with the rest of the movie to me, you know? Like it it did Yeah.
1: Peeping Tom Oh Oh Crispin Glover's crazy dance. Let's talk about that
0: oh man that was that was hard to watch i (laughs) you know what i'm all about look at freedom of expression he was clearly very passionate about whatever that was Was his meeting dance (laughs) it was funny because yeah he he played this reserved um kind of awkward um awkward teenager role and then out of nowhere he was just dancing like very freely and, and passionately and that, that that was yeah pretty interesting it's pretty
1: <laughs> funny okay so so this is your second favorite movie
0: yes i i initially the third one was but this delivered kind of the 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 innovation i wanted to see in the franchise in the sequels without the 3d gimmick and with a stronger narrative and with honestly better acting near the end there um which means i just have to it's i I like the first one the most because it introduced a new formula and it had really kind of a dreadful atmosphere to it that the second one tried to copy and didn't do very well in my opinion and then this one um, because it just felt like a very it felt like a very mature slasher film i think it, it delivered a lot more than i thought it would and that was really impressive to me um, and they make big moves. They're not just it's not just a holdover film where nothing bad's gonna really happen to Jason. They really delivered in this like stuff was happening that was going to be dramatic and change the franchise, which I liked. Um, I'm curious how does Jason come back? What do they do? Th- Maybe is that a spoiler? I have no idea, but going into the fifth movie, I have no idea what to expect.
1: I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not okay. saying anything. Okay. My lips are shut, my friend. You're just gonna have to wait and find all out. All right,
0: all right. Uh, Tommy wait, went at him. I can't. Oh, there's not he, much to do to that. Yeah, Bobby.
1: yeah, he did, and he went hard, just full on chop chop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this would yeah. be my 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 favorite movie in the franchise. I'll I'll tell you later what my my next favorite movie is in the upcoming episodes that we do.
0: Uh, is this better than the uh, than the first one for you?
1: Definitely. I think that this is wholeheartedly better than the first cool. one. I really liked the atmosphere in this film. I liked it when it started raining. That's just me. I, I really like rain for some reason. Thunderstorms and stuff. Uh the twins the double mint twins we never talked about that's what everybody calls them the double mint twins yeah they were cute i'm not gonna (laughs) lie
0: they seem kind of thrown in there i I don't know
1: i don't know i mean yeah (laughs) sorta they just appear out of nowhere and you want to come to a party hell yeah okay uh hey tina we gotta go no i'm busy having sex with crispin glover who's a dead fuck okay i'm gonna leave and then her sister calls her a slut as she's leaving (laughs)
0: like that's and then jason's like no that didn't make sense to me that seemed a little bit uncalled for uh, and then
1: jason's like no slut shaming for y- from you that's my job impales her through the back and throws her corpse up against the, the house and i was just thinking to myself jesus christ jason chill the fuck out crack a cold beer sit down with some potato chips <laughs> and chill the fuck out
0: all right that does it for our friday the 13th part four episode i hope all of you enjoyed it i you know I thought this is great. This is a lot of fun. This is what I want out of a Friday the 13th movie. And um, Nick, you've succeeded in making me like this. This kind of put the uh, cherry on top of the franchise. And I look forward to seeing what comes next, especially when we get into really controversial territory with some of the remakes. That'll be fun to dive into and talk about. Um, You know, as always, if you guys really love what you do, uh, well, what you do as well, but what we do mainly, um, you can support us on Patreon just type in last podcast on um, our podcast from the black lagoon. You can also subscribe to us on, you know, YouTube, uh, any podcast provider, iTunes, Buzzsprout, pretty much anything you listen to your podcast on. Um, Nick, any closing remarks?
1: Yeah. uh, I just want to let everyone know that we truly appreciate you supporting us. Uh, It means the world to us. This is 100% 100% a passion project and it is a little baby of ours and we hold it dear to our hearts and we thank you so much for listening. Uh, so go ahead uh, and leave us some comments down below in the YouTube section and tell us what you think. And uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a thumbs up maybe. So yeah, um, I think that's about it.
0: Yep. All right. Stay tuned for the next one. We've got quite a few more Friday the 13th movies coming up, I guess. It's a long franchise, so we'll be working on that.